0: Hey world, it's your host, and Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves, even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Can y'all believe that we have arrived at season three Unreality episode two, unforgiving. My stomach is in knots right now because this topic is actually making me uncomfortable. And I think I'm going to do an episode on that word now that I just said it out loud. But the reason why this word unforgiving makes me uncomfortable is because I know for a fact that it's controversial. Because we live in a society that wants those who seek justice to be forgiving, while it seems that those who are the predators don't even have to repent or ask for our forgiveness. So I've thought about this subject matter a lot. I've discussed this subject matter a lot with friends, with family, with my sister, and in some of my life coaching classes we unpack this very word forgiving and unforgiveness because I believe that many people use it in the wrong way. Like I looked the word up, unforgiving, not willing to forgive or excuse people's faults or wrongdoings. He was always a proud and unforgiving man. And then I looked up the stages of exactly what forgiveness is. Four steps to forgiveness uncover your anger, decide to forgive, work on forgiveness, release from emotional prison. There are two things there that resonate with me. The first one is decide to forgive, right? Because in everything that we do, I believe that we have choices. And this societal norm that says that if someone trespasses against me, right? meaning that they have committed a sin or an act of violence or wrongdoing against me. In order for me to go to heaven or to receive forgiveness, I have to forgive the wrongdoer. So then I did some more digging, right? And then in, I think it's Hebrews 12, 15, it says, an unforgiving spirit not only fails to solve anything, but it acts like a poison on our souls. You cannot harbor anger and bitterness in your heart without bringing great harm to yourself. I don't even believe this, right? Because there are people that I do not forgive and I do not harbor vengeance in my soul, right? I don't harbor bitterness in my soul. So I then kept on digging, trying to see that if there were any people that, supported my belief that forgiveness is not a given, right? And I found some, right? There was this doctor named Deborah Deborah Sherman and a couple of other people. I read a few articles and the consensus was that it is completely possible to move on and heal from trauma without forgiving the perpetrator. In fact, forcing yourself to forgive or pretending to forgive when you really haven't can actually be counterproductive to healing. Now that, whew, the knots in my stomach are starting to subside, y'all, because this subject really is bringing up some anxiety for me, and I'm not quite sure why, right? And I think it's because it's triggering me. I grew up in... Uh, Christian household at first. Then I moved, y'all know all about that. And it seemed like no matter what people did, it should be forgiven. Liars, thieves, rapists, adulterers, everything. All sins are forgivable. And even as a little girl, I questioned these ideas, right? One of the reasons why I do not believe in religion Is a direct result of forgiveness, right? Written by man, a book written by man, flawed man, can tell you that everything is forgive forgivable? I find that really hard to believe. So, and then that second one of the four steps of forgiveness that struck with me, that stuck with me was release from the emotional prison believe that the emotional prison comes from not forgiving. The emotional prison comes from not being able to detach yourself from the predator, i.e. in some of my life coaching classes, we talk about rape and pedophiles. And I don't know if I was raped or molested in a past life, but I have very strong opinions when it comes to pedophiles. And I don't make it a secret at all. One, I believe that pedophiles darken the souls of our children and our children become predator or prey. Neither is good, right? When you become the predator, you become like the person who oppressed you but when you are prey, you become weak and it dims your light and you walk around in the world in darkness, not being able to live out your full potential, which is exactly what we are doing, which is unpack and unlearn everything that we have been taught. So for me, what things are unforgivable? So for me, rape, And pedophilia are unforgivable. Even as I know that many pedophiles have been abused, right? But because of these secrets and because of brushing things under the rug and because of this blind forgiveness, we keep telling people that they should just move on, get over or get under, and never go through the process. We continue to create. Predators and prey. And there's another thing about forgiveness, right? In my decision to not forgive you, that doesn't mean that I have control over what God, the universe, Mother Earth, energy, whatever you decide, karma, I don't have control over what those entities decide to do with you. Because even in my not forgiving spirit, I don't have bitterness. Because I don't seek vengeance, right? And the reason why I don't seek vengeance is because I personally believe in karma. I believe that there is no greater punishment than the mind of a person. When you do wrong, I believe that your mind is the worst playground that you can ever live in. So I don't have to do anything. But I also don't have to forgive you because even as a person who doesn't necessarily believe in religion, I've told you guys this in the past that I do, however, enjoy reading the Bible because I see the beauty in the book. The juxtaposition of humanity lies in the in each paragraph, right? For me, the Bible represents the human heart and all of its hypocrisies. That's why people fight. People are choosing to be good or bad. And I think that that actually makes you just bad because as human beings, we all have good thoughts and bad thoughts and we get to make decisions. But when we are being forced to forgive things that have happened to us, I think that it stunts our growth. So in reading the Bible, I went to, uh, was it Hebrews again? Hebrews 10, 26, or this may be Matthew. I may have something wrong here, but it might be Matthews or Mark. I think the first... But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. That is Mark eleven twenty five 25 through 26, right? So this is the idea that people are using. If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. But then I read something else, and this was Hebrews, right? And it said, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, No sacrifice for sins is left. So what does that mean to me? Nobody is going to convince me that a grown man or a grown woman abusing children doesn't know the truth that this is wrong. So in knowing the truth that something is wrong and you keep on doing this sin, because I don't know a pedophile who's only committed one act of abuse against a child. So if you keep doing it, eventually we cannot forgive you. But even on a deeper, more emotional level, I believe that in telling people to blindly forgive, you are re-abusing them again. They are victims again. Many victims of rape and pedophilia are victimized first by the abuse, then they are Victimized by their friends and family and the justice system who make them go turn over backflips to prove that they deserve justice. And then they are victimized by society who tells you to forgive and move on as if forgiveness will free your heart. The problem with this theory is that no one is telling you that you can't simply just say, I forgive you. Forgiveness starts. In your heart, and it is a decision that you get to make. So, if a person hasn't taken accountability, if a person, oh, you get to make the choice, right? Accountability is a powerful thing. I was in a Facebook group and I've chosen not to follow R. Kelly, but that was 20 years ago when in a barbershop I saw him piss on a child. For me, I am my sister's keeper, right? And that's it. It is non-negotiable. There is nothing that needs to be said. There is no star, no performer, no celebrity, no nobody on the pulpit, nobody in power that can get me to put their gifts aside In exchange for them being a pedophile and saying that your gifts outweigh the wrong that you have done to children. So that's just that. But even in that, there were women who told me that every, that I should forgive him. Well, first of all, I don't have to do shit. And I definitely don't have to forgive him. And secondly, he didn't commit an act against me, right? So if the persons that he violated are making the choice with their mind, body, heart, and soul to forgive him, I support that, right? Because that's what true freedom is. True freedom is the right to make a decision that is best for you, but that is honest to your authentic spirit. Honor yourself with being honest with yourself. Does that make sense? If you are not ready to forgive, don't. And if you require accountability to forgive, that's okay too. You know how many people I know that have been raped by members of the flock or family members, and other family members have told them to forgive them in order for them to receive mercy from God? So that's the God that many people choose to follow? A God that says that your predator will suffer less than you because you choose not to forgive, even though this person has not said, I am guilty, will you please forgive me with authenticity? Don't we deserve authenticity? Don't we? And then another thing, I also believe that forgiveness is a tool that the oppressor Uses to keep you down. And when I say oppressor, I'm not just talking about uh, slavery or uh, white people or those who have enslaved. I'm talking about anyone who uses power to keep you down, right? Because what they do is use their power to keep you humble. And you already know how I feel about humble. I am not humble. Because humble for me lies in the same pit as forgiveness. It says that I am less than, right? Somebody gets to walk away free because I don't forgive them. And then you tell me that if I don't forgive them, that I am going to be punished and my soul is going to be heavy. My soul ain't heavy. Because let me tell you this, if You do something to someone that I love, I get to choose not to forgive you. And I don't give a fuck. Did y'all hear that? I don't give a fuck how one feels. If the person who committed acts against me and mine, and especially mine, doesn't repent, doesn't seek forgiveness, and change behavior, I choose not to forgive you. And that brings me peace. I had this discussion with my sister, right? And I won't say what we were discussing, but when I let her know that not only did she not have to forgive the person who had trespassed against her, but that she could give that pain and darkness that was given to her and that she could give it back to them, why should she be carrying the shame, right? Because guess what? She said, I forgive you, but that was a lie. That was a lie because nobody ever talks about the work of forgiveness, right? No one talks about what it takes to forgive someone. And then also there's this idea that even if you forgive someone, that they should escape punishment. See, I can forgive you and still believe that you should seek punishment. Does not God punish you even if you do something wrong? If my child does something wrong, I still love them, right? I don't want them to suffer long, but they still are fit, but there still are consequences to these actions, right? You know, I'm sure that there are many scriptures that both support and oppose forgiveness. My point is that blind forgiveness. I don't have to forgive you, right? If you believe in the Bible and that is how God speaks to you, I support your decision to forgive, right? But I also don't believe that you should impose that will on other people because I see many people who say I forgive you, but their actions don't say that they have forgiven you because they have they don't even have the tools to forgive right because uncovering the tools means that you uncover your anger why are you mad what did this person do to you and then decision and then the deciding factor i get to decide you don't get to tell me this is some huckleberry bull that says that for not forgiving ugh, not forgiving is going to live in my heart it doesn't And the reason why it doesn't live in my heart is because although I do not forgive the actions that you have committed, I don't seek vengeance. I said this already. I'm not seeking vengeance. And the reason I'm not seeking vengeance is, here's a bad one. The reason I don't see vengeance is because I know that I have favor and I know that I am a child of the most high, whoever we decide to crown as the most high. And I believe in real karma, right? So although I am not forgiving you, I believe that I am not carrying the weight of it because I am not carrying the bitterness of what you did, but I get to decide that I want you punished I do not want you to be a part of my life and I get to remember what you did and I get to decide how you are going to move in my motherfucking life. I'm tired of talking to y'all. Bye.